Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Prospectives, your weekly podcast with two professional real estate agents giving our take on the national, local, and some tips for agents in the current market. I'm Jess Preventure with Lair Realty Partners, and this is my co-host, Keith Valancourt. We are starting today. Um, again, I know we talked about this a couple times ago a little bit, of the way that age and generation mm. is impacting the housing market. Um, this was an article put out um, in March. It was We're a little late to the game, but talking about how for the first time in eight years, millennials are not the generation that's buying the most homes. Yeah, I thought that was a, a nice little, uh, a, a nice article here. Did you find that surprising? At first I did, and then you, uh, you think about it a little bit more and you hear, you know, you read a couple of things that they have in here and, and it kind of, it, it comes out. It makes sense why things are happening the way that they're happening with the younger as opposed to, yeah, boomers are making up, they they did make up, they, may, they are making up about 40% share of the buying market and that's up from 29% um, last year, um, which is up even more. So the millennials declined. They went from 43% to 28% um, just in the one year alone. Yeah, and I think it's important to really take a look at these ages. Boomers are 58 to 76, and they're identifying millennials as 24 to 42. So part of what they mentioned here, it's also tied to first-time buyers. The number of first homes being purchased by first-time buyers is significantly lower. So you got to think in most cases, first-time buyers are going to be younger buyers. So the increased interest rates and the lack of inventory are making it harder for first-time buyers, many of which are still millennials, sure. basically under 30, um, to get in the market. And so boomers are taking advantage of that by selling, tapping into all that equity and really moving on. Uh, this quote I thought was super interesting and we've talked about it before, how what is the average of people that stay in their homes? On average, younger millennials stayed in their homes for four years while older boomers sold their homes after 16 years. So if you think about that, like it all falls the same, right? So when all these boomers were buying their first home, then they stayed there for 16 years. So it makes sense that the millennials were, they were moving every four years. So they were making up a bigger percentage. Now all those boomers are retired. They have no mortgage. They're ready to get a all secondary equity. home or um, purchase something for their children or grandchildren or retire and move to warmer weather. I mean, there's a lot more incentive and it makes it, easier for them, um, especially according to this, you know, the less favorable, it's gotten more difficult for first time buyers, which impacts certainly the millennials to a bigger degree. Yeah. So when you're thinking about what kind of house you're moving into, think about that too. Ha has the person selling it been living there for 16 years or four years? You know, That's what true. level of updating needs to happen? What are the goals of that seller? And think about that as an agent. Right. There's definitely different things that are important to millennials versus. Absolutely. Boomers. And if you and if you are a boomer and you haven't been thinking about selling or using some of that equity in your home, you know, it, people are taking advantage of it. Now is a good time for sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. All that to move into New Hampshire now. Yeah. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. I, it's so funny because Keith and I both grew up here. Mm -hmm. This is like our home base, our point of reference. 
but we're not, we understand that New Hampshire is pretty small population yeah, wise, size, size wise. Right. So we see, we see things like that. And we want to cheer, yeah. right? So we're talking about realtor.com's hottest housing market. They put this out every single month and a number of New Hampshire um, cities and towns have repeatedly been on the list in most recent years. And so in May, which is when we have the most recent data is from May, Manchester, the Manchester Nashua area um, is again on the hottest housing market, topping the list, topping the list for the 19th time in the data's history which is really cool but what i think is even interesting is we the guess what the first time we topped the list was mm, i don't know um 2010 2020 wow so it's like we only have gotten to this list like basically this was september of 2020 so post covid like in the midst of covid sure. and we have remained in the top 20 since february of 2020 so wow. September is when we were first number one. We've now been number one 19 times, but it was the first, February was the first time of 2020. Wow, it's only been unreal. in the last that's three unreal. years. So when we talk about our market and, and not going too crazy with the national headlines and the crashing and prices decreasing, and this is what we're talking about. This list is determined by two things, market demand, and how they measure that is the unique views per property on realtor.com as well as the pace of the market as measured by the number of days a listing remains active on the realtor so to be number one that yeah. means of all the markets that they're measuring we have the most unique views per property and our our listings are remaining on live for the shortest amount of time that's some great criteria to go by that's not you know yeah, That's not falsifying any numbers right there. Those are those are great numbers. I think that it's so important because it it we really are operating differently or having a different experience from the rest of the country, um, or at least uh, major places like California, sure. etc. And I think it's so important for our customers and our clients to understand that. So I don't know about you, but recently I've been dealing with um, some lovely young clients, not even um, not even millennials. I think younger than that. What comes to be, <laughs> what they comes before millennials? But anyway, um, and they they're not native to New Hampshire, and they're trying to buy here, and they're asking for advice from their family in different parts of the country. And mm. though that's totally normal and your parents um, definitely want the best for you, their knowledge of our market is not in line with the overall country or maybe even their experience 10, 15 years ago when sure. they bought their property. So it is super important to talk to a local expert who can really articulate what is happening in this market, in these towns, this price point. And that is what we here at Lair can do for you. Absolutely. And and our, our chat bots can also do that for you. Well, <laughs> can they? Yes, they, they may be, maybe they can for now. We'll see All right. what that is. Brings us to our, our, our third topic, which is our tips um, for agents out there. And it's about, you know, discrimination. It's about um, chat bots on, um, actually, let me tell, give it to you right here. Looks like they just recently, about a month ago, 
introduced uh, a chat bot onto, um, I believe it's realtor.com and Zillow.com. Mm -hmm. And so now you can ask the chat bot, you know, anything under the sun. And so the question is, is um, it gets into discrimination and logistics and um, fair housing. A hundred percent. So it's actually Redfin and Zillow. Redfin and Zillow, excuse me. So one of the important things we need to be aware of as agents is not violating fair housing guidelines. So as just a short example, if a client asks you about, you know, how many, the racial context of a neighborhood or even crime, yeah. how much crime is happening or is this a good neighborhood? We need to be really careful about how we respond and, and schools and stuff and like schools. that yeah absolutely. the safest thing to do is direct our clients to where they can gather the factual information without us putting our opinions into it which could be perceived in a lot of uh, ways violating fair housing for a variety of reasons so what this is saying is that zillow and redfin have now included chatbots mm -hmm. but which that's not new but what's new is those chatbots now have access to chat gpt AI, yeah. and ai so they can ask a question um such as you know um can you tell me what the best neighborhood in new hampshire is for latinos now, as an agent, we would not legally be able to answer that question. We direct them to the data so that they can make those decisions themselves. But an AI chat is going to answer that question. Right. They're going to go on the internet. They're going to pull the data. The data itself, which might be prejudiced or, or you know. But accessible. But accessible. And, and perfectly. And then it could say move into this neighborhood. This is the best neighborhood for Latinos or whatever the criteria sure. is that you're using. And so can Zillow and Redfin then be held accountable sure. to fair housing rules if they're... And can the chatbot itself, you know, direct people to buy in particular areas or for, you know, any a number of uh, reasons that we can't physically say to them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a huge thing. Uh, I think fair housing is a challenging thing for our industry in general. Already. And how yes. you add um, AI chatbots into it that can kind of literally funnel you, you know, wherever they want to either do it or I don't know if they can be set up to do it a certain way. So, you know, obviously it's very fluid. Um, so I expect more to come very quickly on it. And um, the good thing is, is that, you know, they stay up on top of these things. So if something is- Yeah, I mean, is, I think- um, you know. I think I think this is a hot button issue yeah. and has been for many years now. And, you know, the data itself could be invalid or could or could be, you know, skewed. And sure. that, you know, the the AI isn't validating the data. It's just pulling it and saying, OK, this website, this data, this source said X and then regurgitating it to you. So I think as agents. We need to direct our clients to the, the information that they want without providing it for them in such a way. Like they really need to make the decisions and we need to be very careful that we're not violating any of these. Just like researching like an illness on the internet. Yeah, it's right? dangerous. Exactly. All of a sudden <laughs> you think you're, you're rushing yourself to the, uh, the hospital for a small fever or something. So. Right. You, you need, that's why you need real real estate agents that are going to be in the market and 
be able to kind of dictate and, and show you exactly where to go for that. And if you as an agent have any concerns, you want to go directly to your managing broker or your principal broker or your realtor board. Uh, it is super important that you're protecting yourself and you are conducting yourself in an admirable, admirable and ethical way. Um, and if there's ever a question about that, the time to take care of it is to ask before you put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. So, to speak. so if you have any topics that you're particularly interested in, please don't hesitate to let us know in the comments and we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.